Hi, welcome back to Idris and Asputs. I'm Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we're talking about season six, episode seven called Family Matters. So we start out in the boys' motel room. Sam wakes up tied to a chair. Castiel and Dean are there. Cass says, you did this? Sam says, Cass? Let me go. Cass checks Sam's eyes and says, has he been feverish? Dean says, have you? Sam says, no, why? Cass says, is he speaking in tongues? Are you speaking in tongues? <laughs> Sam says, no. What are you, are you diagnosing me? Dean says, you better hope he can. <laughs> Sam says, you really think that this is, Dean says, what? You think there's a clinic out there for people who just poop out of hell wrong? <laughs> Poop out of hell wrong. I thought it was pop out of hell wrong. It is pop out of hell wrong. <laughs> I just, I just accidentally said poop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just poop out of hell wrong. How would that happen? Like, I'm confused on the on, on the on sphincter. Everything on the mechanics of that, like. Are they pooping out hell or is hell pooping them out? But they're still pooping. So are they pooping and then they're just like I think packing themselves out of hell? Like what's going on? I think on? hell is pooping people out. That's what I think. If I had to pick one, I would say Sam got pooped out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start that over. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, what, you really think there's a clinic out there for people who just pop out of hell wrong? <laughs> he asks, you answer, then you shut your hole. You got it? <laughs> <laughs> shut your hole, Sam, quit pooping. <laughs> quit pooping out hell. Uh, okay. This so what happens after you have Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell sounds so good right now. Kind of does. Not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Yeah. I want it. Okay. <laughs> so Cass checks Sam's pulse and says, how much do you sleep? Sam says, I don't. Dean says, at all? Sam says, not since I got back. Dean says, and it never occurred to you that there might be something off about that? <laughs> Sam says, of course I did, Dean. I just never told you. Dean says, what? Cass says, Sam, what are you feeling now? Sam says, I feel like my nose is broken. Cass says, no, that's a physical sensa sensation. How do you feel? Sam says, well, I think. Cass says, feel. <laughs> Sam says, I don't know. Cass takes off his belt. <laughs> Sam says, what? Uh, Castiel says, this will be unpleasant. <laughs> I love it. Just like, well. <laughs> yeah. I thought, like the first time I, I remember seeing this the first time thinking, he's going to spank him with the belt. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. You're a bad boy. Now bend over. For all the people that ship Cass and Sam, which isn't very many, but for the few that do, we just made their lives. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure I write a fan fiction that has that scene in it completely. But... Probably I, somewhere. I'm sure yeah, somewhere. I know. I'm not. I'm not joking. Oh no, I know you're not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so Cass puts the belt in Sam's mouth and says, "Bite down on this. If there's yeah. some place that you find soothing, <laughs> you should go there in your mind." There's then so Cass, many dirty things. <laughs> yes, I know. Bite down on this. Yep. <laughs> um, then Cass shoves his hand inside Sam's chest. 
Sam starts yelling in pain, and then Cass pulls his hand back out. Dean says, did you find anything? Cass says, no. Dean says, so that's good news. Cass says, I'm afraid not. Physically, he's perfectly healthy. Dean says, then what? Cass says, it's his soul. It's gone. And then we get our opening title sequence. Sammy so, has no soul. Soulless Sammy. <sighs> okay, not gonna lie. Like, I kind of like Soulless Sammy. Like he He's kind of hot. But like, you know, he's like the new bad boy of the series. You know, yep. with, the, with the no soul situation going on. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dean says, I'm sorry, one more time. Like, I'm five. What do you mean? He's got no... Cass says, somehow, when Sam was resurrected, it was without his soul. Dean says, so where is it? Cass says, my guess is, still in the cage with Michael and Lucifer. Dean says, so is he even still Sam? Cass says, will you pose an interesting phil- philosophical question? Dean says, well then, just get it back. Cass says, Dean. Dean says, well, you pulled me out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Cass says, it took several angels to rescue you, and you weren't nearly as guarded. Sam's soul is in Lucifer's cage. There's a difference, a big difference. It's not possible. Dean says, okay, well, there's got to be a way. Sam says, so are you going to untie me? Dean says, no. Sam says, listen, I'm not gonna. Dean says, Sam, how the hell am I even supposed to let you out of this room? Dean says, no, Sam says, Dean, I'm not some psycho. I didn't want you to get hurt. I was just trying to stop the vamps. I'm sorry. It won't ever happen again. Please let me go. Dean says, you're kidding, right? Sam says, well, what are you going to do? Just keep me locked up in here forever? Dean says, you say that like it's a bad thing. (laughs) Sam says, okay, fine. Look, I get it. I get it, Dean. I was wrong. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to get right. It's still me. Dean says, is it? Sam says, yes. So just let me go. Dean says, no way in hell. Sam sighs and stands up, the ropes falling to his feet. Sam says, I didn't want it to come to this. You're not going to hold me, Dean. Not here. Not in the panic room. Not anywhere. You're stuck with the solace guy, so you might as well work with me. Let's fix this. Dean says, I'm going to be watching every move you make. Sam says, fine. Sounds about right to me. Dean says, Cass, clean him up. So Cass touches Sam's forehead and Sam's Sam's nose mends and all the blood is gone from his face. Dean says, all right, if we're going to figure out what happened to your soul, then we need to find out who yanked you out. Dean says, you say you don't know. Sam says, no idea. Dean says, then we start a list. If it's so hard to spring someone out of the box, then who's got that kind of muscle? Cass says, I don't know. You have no memory of your resurrection? Sam says, I woke up in a field. That's all I got. Dean says, no clues? None? Sam says, I've got one. So we cut to the Campbell uh, compound. It's nighttime. The boys drive in. They walk into the main room, and it's full of hunters getting ready for a fight. Dean says, Gramps throw, Gramps throw a barbecue and leaves us off the Evite list. Christian comes up and says, Sam, Dean. And Christian hugs Sam. Dean says, hello, Newman. Where's the man? <laughs> Christian points the way. Sam and Dean bust into Samuel's office. Samuel says, come right on in. Dean says, need to ask you a few questions. Samuel says, what's wrong? Dean says, the day you got back, what happened? Samuel says, we've been over this. Dean says, we'll recap it for our wingman. Suddenly, Castiel appears. Samuel says, is this Castiel? You're scrawnier than I pictured. (laughs) Cass says, this is a vessel. My true form is approximately the size of your Chrysler building. Dean says, all right, all right, quit bragging. So you were dead, and... 
Samuel says, and pow, I was on Elton Ridge. Don't know how, don't know why. I got nothing to hide, guys. Dean says, well, do you mind if Cass here double checks? So we cut to Christian hearing Samuel cry out in pain. He goes running into the room with a gun. Sam says, whoa, whoa, it's okay, it's okay. Christian says, what the hell? Dean says, angel cavity search. Samuel says, I'm fine, Christian, just give us a minute. Christian says, but Samuel says, just give us a minute. So Christian leaves. Samuel says, what the hell is that about? Castiel says, his soul is intact. Samuel says, what? Of course I have a, wait, what's going on, Sam? Sam says, whatever dragged me out left a piece behind. Did you know? Samuel says, no, but I knew it was something. You're a hell of a hunter, Sam, but the truth is sometimes you scare me. So what's the deal here? How do we fix this? How do we get a soul back? Dean says, we don't know yet, but we have to. Samuel says, well, I'm here to help, of course. What leads are you working? Sam says, a bunch of dead ends and you. Samuel says, well, then we'll just have to dig. Cass says, Sam, Dean, I have to get back. Dean says, you're leaving? Cass says, I'm in the middle of a civil war. Dean says, you better tear the attic up and find something to help Sam. Cass says, of course, your problems always come first. I'll be in touch. And then he whooshes away. A little sarcastic. It was a little sarcastic, but also like, (laughs) hi, he's in the middle of a civil war. Like maybe Dean could understand that. Yeah. Dean's not exactly being the most forgiving at the moment, but also like, I get it. He's freaked out, you know, like anybody would be. But like, but- okay, Rochelle, if you were soulless and I knew an angel, I would probably really freak out on that angel to help you get your soul back. So I guess I get it. Yeah. I mean, like it would make sense, but also at the same time, like if said angel was like, you know, oh, well, I've got a ton of other things to do, you know, like the little things that are a little more important than that, you'd probably be like, oh, okay, sorry. Well, but like, when can you get to this? You know, not like. Just be like, so suck it up, do this instead, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Samuel says, would have asked him to stick around for a beer. Dean says, so what's with the book club outside? Samuel says, putting together a hunt. Dean says, that's a lot of guys for one hunt. Sam says, you found him, didn't you? Dean says, who? Sam says, he's got a lead on the alpha vamp. Dean says, do you? Samuel says, maybe, yeah. Dean says, how'd you track him down? Samuel says, we're good. Dean says, that's all I get? We're good? Sam says, when's the run? Samuel says, dawn. Sam says, you didn't call me. Why? Dean says, because of me. You don't trust me very much, do you? Especially when it comes to big game like this. Samuel says, that's not true. Dean says, okay, well, then we're in. Samuel says, no offense, but Dean says, so you don't trust me. Samuel says, no, I just don't know you. Not like I know Sam. Dean says, all right, you call the plays, 100%. I'm here to listen. Samuel says, since when? Dean says, big daddy bloodsucker? I ain't going to miss that. But this is your deal, okay? I get it. I'll follow your lead. I, I trust you. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking outside. Dean says, I don't trust him. Dude's hiding something. <laughs> Sam says, what? Dean says, I can feel it. And if you weren't robo Sam, you'd feel it too. Sam says, huh? Dean says, what? Sam says, just you saying you don't trust family. Family. I said that weird. Family. (laughs) Family. Uh, Dean says, look, we hang close. We blend in. We see what we can pick up. Sam says, you think Samuel's connected to the whole soul thing? Dean says, I still think he's the only lead we got. 
So Sam and Dean go back into the main room. Sam sits down with Christian and Dean knocks and then Locke picks his way into Samuel's now empty office. Now empty office. Suddenly Christian is there. Christian says, are you lost, Dean? Dean says, had to make a phone call. Just needed some privacy. Christian says, Samuel's locked office is pretty private. Dean says, wasn't locked. Christian says, who are you calling? Dean says, your wife. Let her know I'm not going to make it over tonight. (laughs) Christian says, you know, I've tried playing nice, Dean, but I think I'm done. Dean says, wait, are you trying to tell me that you're a bigger knob than you've been letting on? (laughs) Christian says, I'm the guy who's been here doing my job. Who are you? You think we need you here? You walk around like you're playing pro tennis. Only action you've seen lately is between your slut girlfriend's legs. That was uncalled for. That was too much. Yeah, that was definitely uncalled for. Mm -hmm. I am offended. Yes. So Dean slams him against the wall. Christian says, you sure you want to come with us tomorrow? Accidents happen. Dean lets go of Christian and says, don't worry, man. I got your back. So we cut to all the hunters getting into their vehicles and driving away. When they park, it's daytime. Samuel says, the house is just over the hill, about a dozen vamps in the alpha. We got one shot at this son of a bitch. Uh, Christian, take flank. The rest of you are with me and Sam. Dean, Gwen, hang back. Sweep any stragglers. We flush out. Problem, Dean? Dean says, no, sir. Gwen says, I'm in the rear with the reject? (laughs) Samuel says, all right, let's go. All the hunters move out. Sam says to Dean, don't worry, it's fine. Dean says, no, nothing's fine. You're not fine. Go, go. So Sam goes. Gwen says, sorry about the reject thing. Dean says, "Ah, I've been called worse. Gwen says, just true. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Gwen says, just get sick of getting left behind. They think it's probably because I remind him of his daughter or something. Dean says, well, you do speak your mind. Gwen says, I'll take that as a compliment. Dean says, you should, which I think this is a nice exchange. I really like Gwen. (laughs) Yeah, I like Gwen too. Yeah. Uh, Then they hear a branch snap. They pull out their machetes. A vampire tackles Gwen. Dean gets him, but, uh, but he throws Dean to the ground. Then Gwen slices the vampire's head off. Gwen says, you're welcome. (laughs) Then they hear gunfire and Dean runs towards the house. Gwen says, we're supposed to wait here. Dean gets to the fence around the house, but can't get in. There's dead bodies everywhere. He looks up and sees a weather vane, the same one from his vision when he was a vampire. He goes around the side of the house and hears a girl pounding on a window and yelling his name. Then she's pulled back by something and blood splashes all over the window. Before Dean can go into the house, he hears Sam and Samuel around the corner, so he sneaks over. He sees the alpha vampire chained and hooded. The hunters put him into the back of a van. Sam is with them. He looks over to where Dean is spying, but Dean is gone. Dean rejoins Gwen, who says, where were you? And then all the hunters join them. Samuel says, everything all right here? Gwen says, just chopped up a runner. No big deal. How'd it go? Samuel says, rough, but one alpha down. Dean says, where is it? I want to pay my last respects. Samuel says, well, bring marshmallows. Already on the pyre. So we cut to Sam and Dean in the Impala. Dean says, things go okay back there? Sam says, fine. Dean says, nothing weird? Sam shakes his head. Dean pulls the car over and they both get out. Dean says, I saw you walk that alpha out the door, Sam. Now call me crazy, but that seems weird. Sam sighs and says, oh. Dean says, oh. I guess I'm caught. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Sam says, you weren't supposed to know about that. Dean says, no what? Sam says, it's just something Samuel's been doing. Catching things, taking them somewhere, grilling them for info. Dean says, grill. Torture, right? And not telling me. That was his idea? Sam says, no, it was mine. Dean says, why? 
Sam says, honestly, because you'd mess it up. You shirt, you sh you shirt first. <laughs> <laughs> well then. <laughs> you shirter. <laughs> Oops, I shirted. <laughs> Rat <row. laughs> Okay. Um, you shoot first, ask questions later, and we needed to ask questions. Dean says, you know, I don't care that you've got soullessness or the freaking mums, man. You know better than this. Do you even want your soul back? Sam says, how does that have anything to do? Dean says, have you been to the place where Samuel takes them? I mean, have you been in on these interrogations? Sam says, no, but I hear. Dean says, and why? And did it ever occur to you that this is really shady? Sam says, he's our grandfather. Dean says, yeah, a guy who talks a great game, but you can't assume that family means the same thing to him as it does to us. He's not dad. Wow, you don't see it, do you? Sam says, what? Dean says, you've got no instinct. I mean, you are seriously messed up. Sam says, thanks. <laughs> Dean thanks, says, bro. yeah, thanks a lot. Dean says, I'm not kidding, man. No one's forcing you to work with me, okay? But if we do this, I drive the bus, I call the shots, and you tell me everything, whether you think it's important or not, because trust me, you can't tell the difference. Or you know what? Uh, go with Samuel. See how that goes. It's up to you. So we cut to the Campbell campground. Uh, it's nighttime. Sam walks into Samuel's office and says, Samuel? Samuel says, damn kid, learn to knock. Where's your brother? Sam says, gone. Samuel says, what do you mean gone? Sam says, I mean, he left about an hour ago. He and I just weren't seeing eye to eye anymore, I guess. Samuel says, that's too bad. Sam says, I went in. Samuel says, in? Sam says, on the interrogations, on everything. I can help. This family, this is it for me now. Whatever you need, I'll do. Samuel says, yeah, I know you will. Sam says, great. Samuel says, but until we can figure out this soul business of yours, I need you to keep doing what you're doing. Sam says, but I can. Samuel says, no, you can't. I'm sorry. Sam says, right. So Sam leaves and gets into Samuel's car and does something to one of his cell phones. Then he gets into the Impala with Dean, opens up a laptop, and starts tracking Samuel's phone GPS. Dean says, hey. Sam says, you didn't think I'd come back. Dean says, I figured 60-40. <laughs> Sam says, so Samuel didn't take the bait, so I went with plan B. Dean says, we had a plan B? Sam says, fired up the GPS on one of his cell phones. We should be able to track him right to the alpha. Dean says, the old man won't notice? Sam says, trust me, he thinks Velcro is big news. <laughs> Aww, there, got guy. him. I know. That's funny. So we cut to Christian and Samuel uh, pulling up to a warehouse and going inside. Sam and Dean roll up behind them and try the door, but it's locked. There's blood on the door. Sam says, dead man's blood? Dean says, smart. Lock the place down with vamp propellant. Dean Locke picks his way inside. They search until they see Christian coming out of a door, and then they hide from him. He almost catches them, but passes by. So Sam and Dean peek in through the door and see Samuel questioning the alpha vamp, who's in a locked cell with bars. There are nails in his feet, hands, and neck connected to electricity. It's like a Frankenstein setup. Oh, it looks super painful and gross. They weren't awful. just like, they weren't just like nails. Either. They looked like huge, thick screws, you know? Look. They looked like those, um, uh, like railroad spikes almost, you know? Yeah. Like not quite as big for sure, but like, it was like, oh, good, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I want to say I really like the actor who plays the alpha vampire because on Battlestar Galactica, he plays one of the Cylons. So he's just like really good at playing a bad guy. I love him. Okay. 
<laughs> I haven't seen that. So I'll I know <laughs> you totally have to. It's so good. Okay. Samuel says, where is it? Answer the question. Where is it? How do we find it? The vamp says nothing to Samuel. Uh, oh, the vamp says nothing. So Samuel turns on the electricity. The alpha vampire says, ouch, stop. That hurts. <laughs> but we can tell that it doesn't. So Samuel turns it off. Samuel says, this is club med compared to what we have planned for you. I got all the time in the world. The alpha says, well, that makes two of us. Samuel is frustrated and walks out a side door. The alpha laughs and says, are you two going to hide all night? Come on out, boys. We see the vampire's long nails is scratching away at one of his restraints. Sam and Dean go into the room. Dean says, we got some questions for you, Skippy, since you're going nowhere fast. The alpha says, don't be so sure. Dean says, yeah, locked down pretty tight. And with all that dead blood rushing through your veins, all that dead man's blood rushing through your veins, not sure you've got enough juice to fire up that psychic back signal. Let's start that over. <laughs> not sure you got enough juice to fire up that psychic back that signal of yours, do you? <laughs> the alpha says, true, not near enough juice for that, Dean. Dean says, I didn't realize we were on a first name basis. The alpha says, of course we are. After all, you were my child for a time. Dean, tell me, did you enjoy it? Dean says, I'm asking the questions here, Fright Night. Dean turns on the electricity, but it has no effect. The alpha says, when your kind first huddled around the fire, I was the thing in the dark. Now you think you can hurt me? I have all night, boys. Anyways, I'm happy to tell you whatever you want to know. Dean turns off the electricity. Sam says, why? The alpha says, why? Because soon I'll be ankle deep in your blood, sucking the marrow from your bones. Sam says, so you're really it, the first of your species. The alpha says, the very first. Sam says, but if you're the first, who made you? The alpha says, we all have our mothers, even me. Dean says, what does that mean? And what's with the big surge of vamps lately? I mean, it's like, the alpha says, like we're going to war. Sam says, why? What's going on? Why did Samuel bring you here? The alpha says, you smell cold. You have no soul. What an oddity. Do you feel how empty you are? What is it like to have no soul? Answer my question. Sam says, you first. You're the one in the cage. The alpha says, the thing about souls, if you've got one, of course, is they're predictable. You die, you go up or down. Where do my kind go? Dean says, all right, enough with the sermon, freak. The alpha says, I'm trying to answer the question. Now, when we freaks die, where do we go? Not heaven, not hell. So... Dean says, Legoland. <laughs> the Alpha says, little Such rusty. On I know, I like that. The Alpha says, little rusty on our Dante boys. Sam says, purgatory. Dean says, purgatory. Purgatory is real. The Alpha says, oh, stupid cattle, of course. And it's filled with the souls of every hungry thing like me that ever walked this earth. Now, where is it? That is a mystery. And that is what your kind-hearted granddaddy is trying to beat out of me. Sam says, Samuel brought you here to find out where purgatory is? The alpha says, I keep telling him, how would I know such a thing? But he refuses to untie me. Sam says, you know exactly where it is. Why does Samuel care about any of this? The alpha says, he doesn't care. He does as he's told. Dean says, well, if the old man's Kermit, whose hand is up his ass? <laughs> <laughs> so many butt jokes in this one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Okay. Then they hear a gun cock behind them, and it's Samuel, Christian, and another Campbell. Samuel says, evening, guys. And then we cut to Christian disarming Sam and Dean. Dean says, wow, you know, I have seen some stupid in my time, but you take the crown. Putting jaws in a fishbowl? How do you think that's going to end? 
I don't know what kind of game you're running. Samuel says, what, do you think I'm doing this for kicks? Dean says, I think you've got the rest of these feebs convinced you're John Wayne. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're hiding, it's going to put you and everyone around you in the ground. Sam grabs Christian and Dean takes Samuel's gun away. And then they hear another gun cock. It's Gwen. Dean puts the gun down. Gwen says, hi. <laughs> Dean says, Gwen. And I thought we had something special. So we cut to a Campbell dude standing guard outside the alpha cell. The Campbell turns on the electricity and the alpha breaks out of his bonds. Then he's out of the cell. We cut to the boys. They all hear the Campbell man scream. Um, Samuel says to the boys, grab your stuff. So they find the Campbell man dead on the ground and the cell empty. Samuel asks Christian, how much dead man's blood have we got left? Christian holds up two syringes. Dean says, how long till the alpha is 100%? Samuel says, an hour, maybe less. We need to get him dosed up and back in the cage. Dean says, no. Samuel says, what do you mean, no? Dean says, I mean, I don't know what your big plan was, but playing catch is not on the table. Samuel says, Dean. Dean says, we take the thing's head off or it kills us all. You know that. Okay, split up. Clear every room. You get a shot, you take it. It's not going to kill him, but do will move a lot slower without any kneecaps. And if we make it through this, you, me, and Sam are having one hell of a family meeting. <laughs> so they split up and start searching. Christian says to Sam and Samuel, you think he ran out? But the alpha is there and breaks Christian's neck. Samuel yells, no. Samuel shoots him, but it has no effect. The alpha throws Samuel against the wall, knocking him out. The alpha knocks the machete out of Sam's hand and pushes him up against the pillar. The alpha says, the boy with no soul, I've got big plans for you. It's amazing how that pesky little soul gets in the way, but not for you. You will be the perfect animal. Then Christian, with demon black eyes, stabs the alpha with the dead man's blood syringe. The alpha collapses. Then a bunch of demons are holding the alpha in place. Then they disappear. Sam says, Christian? Uh, suddenly, Crowley is there, and so is Gwen. Crowley starts slow clapping. Crowley says, well, that was dramatic. Sam says, Crowley? Crowley says, hello, boys. What an unexpected treat. Samuel says, bring Christian back now. Crowley says, I'm sorry? Samuel says, my nephew, the one you just crammed a demon into. Crowley says, oh, no, I had him possessed ages ago. Samuel, really? I keep an eye on my investments. Dean yeah. says, whoa, whoa, wait, you two know each other? Crowley says, not in the biblical sense. <laughs> More of a business relationship, I'd say. I bossed him, but we do know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that. Sam says, you're Crowley's bitch. Samuel says, it's not what you think. Crowley says, it's precisely what you think. That alpha he's caught me is getting him a gold star. Dean says, since when do you give a crap about vampires? Crowley says, since, uh, what's today? Friday? Since, let's see, mind your business. <laughs> Sam says, you may as well share this with the class, Crowley. We know you're looking for purgatory. Crowley says, so you heard about that. Sam says, yeah, you want to tell us why? Crowley says, isn't it obvious? Location, location, location. I'm a developer. Purgatory is vast, underutilized, and hell-adjacent, and I want it. Dean says, what for? Crowley says, best shut your gob. Employees don't question management. Dean says, we ain't your employees. Crowley says, of course you are. Have been for some time now, thanks to Gramps. I don't keep Captain Crumdom around for his wit, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Samuel knows things, more than any of you, actually. Walking encyclopedia of the creepy and the crawly. And I knew you two were so hung up on family loyalty nonsense. He'd said, he said, jump, you'd get froggy. Dean says, yeah, well, the game's over. Crowley says, yeah, well, afraid not. 
Not if you want to see Sam's soul ever again. Sam says, you're bluffing. Crowley says, tell them, Samuel. Samuel says, he pulled us both back, me and Sam. Sam says, what? You knew? Dean says, no. Cass says it takes big time mojo to pull something like that off. And you're nothing but a punk ass crossroads demon. Crowley says, was a punk ass crossroads demon. Now, king of hell. Believe me, I've got the mojo. I snap my fingers. Sam gets his soul back. Or you can be you and I shove. Well, that doesn't make sense. Let me see. Uh, to do, to do, to do. I shove Sam right back in the hole. Can't imagine what it's like in there. And I can't imagine so many things. So are we clear? Me, Charlie, you, angels. Job simple enough. Bring me creatures. Aim high on the food chain, please. Everybody wins. It's been a pleasure. See you soon. And he disappears. Samuel says, it's time to go. Get the van. Gwen says, you're letting a demon call the shots? Samuel says, nothing's changed. We hunt, period. Don't worry about him. I'll take care of it. You trust me or not? Get the van, Gwen. So she goes. Sam says, working with a demon, huh? Sam says, uh, you're not who I thought you were. Samuel says, you don't know anything about me, son. Dean says, so what's I mean, so important? Fair. Uh, that is fair. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, so what's so important that you're the king of hell's cabana boy, huh? What do you offer you? Girls? Money? Hair? <laughs> Samuel says, I got my reasons. You going to make a move? Go ahead. Dean says, or what? Samuel says, or nothing. I'm not going to do anything to you, Dean. You boys, you're my family. So the way I see it, you got two choices. Put a bullet in your grandfather or step aside. Sam pulls out a gun and cocks it, but Dean pushes Sam's arm down. Sam says, he sold us out. Dean says, I know. Let it go. Sam says, why? Dean says to Samuel, get out of here. So Samuel leaves. Sam says, so what now? Dean says, we can't work for Crowley. Sam says, are you sure about that? Dean says, I don't think you understand. Demons bone you every time. <laughs> Sam says, oh no, I get it. I do. Believe me. Just running the math. Do we really have another choice? Dean says, we could stab him in the throat. Sam says, and get my soul back. How? I'm just saying, it seems like we got to play ball, at least for the moment. Dean says, I have done some stupid things in my time, but punching a demon's clock? Sam says, look, just till we find another way. Dean says, and then? Sam says, and then we track down Crowley and give that son of a bitch what's coming to him. You with me, Dean? And credits. Okay, so my thoughts for this episode. I don't have very many of them, but I have some. Um, okay. Ouch, Grandpa does not trust Dean. Well... Like he said, he doesn't really know him. You know, he's been working with Sam for a year. Yeah. So he knows Sam. But you would think that because, first of all, part of it is just because they're related, which I know doesn't mean a whole lot necessarily, but like also because Sam knows Dean, that if Sam were to be like, dude, he's cool, like he would trust him. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam did say that it was Sam's idea to not tell Dean about gathering the alphas. Well, yeah, but just in general, though, you know, yeah. like, not even wanting him to go on the hunt with them or do whatever, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of weird, the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, now we kind of know why you know, Grandpa Campbell's all, you know, stick up his butt esque is because Crowley's, you know, got him working on, that stick. Strings, you know? Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. And like 
Okay. Here's another, here's another random thought that I had. So Cass said in this episode, cause you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, Cass pulled Dean out of hell. But it said like Cass earlier in the episode said like, okay, you don't understand how many angels it took to get you out of there. So like, it wasn't right. just Cass. So who else helped? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just Cass, but Cass is the one who like did the raising even yeah. though I think the other angels had to just like fight all the demons and keep him out of the way for Cass to be able to grip him tight. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> yeah. So where did where did Crowley grab Sam? It didn't leave uh, a handprint that we know of. <laughs> that we know of. Where would you grab Sam? If you had to raise him from perdition. I mean, it would be a struggle because, listen, that dude is not small. <laughs> It'd probably be like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to stick both arms underneath his armpits and hope to God that I can get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Like, I want to know how many angels it took to get yeah, me too. him out. I want to know, like if they were fighting off demons so that Cass could get him out or if they were all trying to get him out, like what, like, I yeah. want to know the setup. I feel like there's a story there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love to know that story. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out that story. I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but we're on season 15 and this is six and it still hasn't been a thing. So I yeah. doubt it will be, you know, there's more important things for them to finish other than that. No, know? there's not. And I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> without spoilers there's a lot <laughs> there is a lot you're right <laughs> but, yeah anyways okay and I thought it was interesting so like Crowley obviously so it says that he got new powers essentially when he became the king of hell mm -hmm. like so we kind of figure out like what some of those powers are later but, like, how does that happen? Like, you just, oh, I'm now in charge, and you just, poof, have powers? Like, how does that, you know? Like, I don't know. We works? see, this isn't a spoiler. We, we see later how Crowley became king of hell. I'm not going to, like, say anything else about it, but no, it's just but, that we see. But we don't see him getting more powers. Yeah. Because of that. So maybe it's just implied that however that happened to him granted him more powers i don't really know i can't say yeah. anything else i just sound incredibly vague i'm sorry i'm trying no, not to no, be uh, yeah. like I, yeah. I, I know but it's just I, but, well i don't know but <clears throat> it's just kind of one of those like how does that like obviously okay fine you're a king of hell you get new powers but like who bestows that upon you or what bestows that upon you or like how you know like once you sit in this chair or something it like <laughs> Yeah. Zoom, there's your powers, you know, like, how that, you know, like power of osmosis. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. That's all I have. But I, that's I okay. Just, you know, questions, things. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was you, bummed to I was bummed to find out that Christian has been a demon this whole time. I know, and I didn't really remember that watching I didn't that either. first time. Like, I just remember not liking him. Yeah. We had this conversation last night. I like yeah. Christian, but it's because I have a little bit of a crush on him. Yeah, I don't really. 
Yeah. And like, I just, from the get go, he's just irritated me, you know? Yeah. Not me. And like, I think he did that the first time I watched too. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, like all of a sudden, like in the back of my mind, I know something's off with him. So I didn't like him. Like, no, I'm pretty sure I just didn't like him from the get go. Yeah. But, I mean, I was, I could never really figure out why he like rubbed Dean the wrong way. Cause it's not like he was unpleasant. As <laughs> 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 yeah. opposed to the people who rub him the right way. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Uh, i'm sorry (laughs) yeah i mean i guess he wasn't incredibly nice to dean but he wasn't really that rude to dean he wasn't like more rude than the other campbells were i mean i think he was you think he was yeah okay he was but i don't think that it was like I don't know. I think he tried to hide it fairly well. Like, he was snotty to him, but not enough to where he would get in trouble from it. Yeah. You okay. Know? So, it's kind of what, it, that's kind of what bugged me is it's like the old, like, I think that's part of why he irritates me is like, you would be so much worse if there wasn't somebody keeping you accountable, you know? I see what you're like, saying. Like, you're not okay. a good person, you know? Like, yeah, it's one thing to have a little jabs at somebody here and there, but like, yeah, I don't know. Okay whatever like you could tell that there was potentially more there yeah but yeah anyways uh what was your favorite moment from the episode um i think probably when um i can't remember who it was asked crowley or samuel that they knew each other and crowley was like well not in the biblical sense yeah That was my favorite part. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I'm going to use that next time someone asks, like, oh, you know this person? And I'm going to be like, well, not biblically. (laughs) Well, they get it, though? Um, I mean, maybe. (laughs) I think so. I think so. That's a whole whole thing. Biblical sense. Yeah. I think you'd have to, like, you know, use with I think that's a (laughs) well-known, I think that's a well-known expression. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Do people, th- I'm sure people kind of think like that, but not in that, con- I don't know, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> it's That's what that phrase means in the biblical sense. That phrase means sexually. No, I know. But like, I, I kind of wonder if like people know that necessarily off the top. I, I think so. I feel Everyone. like I didn't know that right away, but also like look at oh, me really? getting raised underneath a rock, so. Okay. Well, most people I know know that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's just, okay. I'm just a slowpoke. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're not a slowpoke. I kind of am. <laughs> no, no. I think maybe, maybe because you're religious, you don't think that way. You would think that I would get it because of that. I don't know. The biblical reference? Like, yeah. I feel like for me, I just, I don't automatically assume dirty things all the time. I know I do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of things where I've been like, hee, 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 that you're like, why are we laughing? Oh, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> but like, even then, I feel like my, my level of um, understanding sometimes is subpar. <laughs> so, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it is. And I, uh, I don't think that's like, whatever it is, what it is, you know? Okay. Well, I think you're wrong, but that's fine. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What was your favorite moment? Okay. I liked when after Crowley left, um, 
Dean was like, what did he offer you? Girls, money, hair, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> just the amount of sass happening in this episode from Dean just is kind of funny to me, but that one was pretty good. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, that was good. What do you want, hair? You know? <laughs> oh, I also really liked when Cass took off his belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. It was just like, oh, you're going to spank him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Sam was like, what? I what, do too, she's what's happening? What's happening? Hide your buns. Yeah, and Cass is like, this will be unpleasant. <laughs> and Sam's like, what? I know, right? Well, because it's the whole like, you know, oh, this will hurt you more than it hurts, or hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. Anyways. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, our interesting facts from this episode, there's only three, so not that exciting today, but whatever. That's okay. Um, it says, Dean greets Christian by saying, hello, Newman. Um, he's quoting Jerry Seinfeld's greeting for his nemesis on Seinfeld from 1989 to 1998. I forget that it only ran until, like, 98. I feel like it's something that, like, maybe because the reruns are still on, like, all the time that I just oh, think yeah. that it's a it went longer show yeah. sometimes than what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that was going before I was born. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is, that's kind of old. Yeah. (laughs) 98, what would I have been? I would have been 91 to 97. So, yeah. And so I never saw it when it was running, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I watched some of it while I was running. I didn't love that show. I I mean, it was okay. But I was too young to really care I think for the humor you know what I mean like my dad Mm -hmm. loved that show yeah 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 I mean watching it now it's kind of funny yeah outdated but funny I like Kramer he's hilarious yeah oh yeah I like Kramer too such a spaz (laughs) yeah but anyways um it says the title of this episode is from the 1990s sitcom of the same name that starred Jaleel White as the quintessential nerd Steve Urkel that's right which I I haven't seen that show I know of Steve Urkel Oh, I watch that show all the time. It was part of the, like, TGIF, you know, like, thank God it's Friday nights, like, that I watched when I was growing up, so. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen, like, have I seen, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of it, but I've definitely seen, like, you know, ads, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I, I've seen a lot more stuff that's, like, spinoffs of that rather than, like, the show yeah you know like we all have like a little like somebody making fun of Steve Urkel or like whatever because like Steve Urkel is kind of a cultural thing you know yeah so like I definitely know who he is but I've never seen the show I don't think so yeah I liked it I thought it was pretty funny yeah I wouldn't mind watching some of those old shows but I don't have tv so I don't get like reruns of things and I don't know if that would be on like it's not going to be on Netflix I'm sure I have no idea. I yeah. don't think I've seen it streaming anywhere, but maybe it is. I don't know. It's possible. Well, when they still run re- when they still have reruns going all the time, they probably aren't. But I mean, I don't know. I guess shows that have reruns still probably are on, you know, streaming platforms somewhere too. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean Supernatural, they do reruns on TNT. Yeah, but and that's they're not on Netflix. Done yet though. That's true. You're right. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens like when they're done airing, if they keep showing reruns or if they're just going to put it all on Netflix or something, you know? Yeah. But, huh. Anyway. 
We get the first of the last chunk of episodes tonight. That's right. Yeah. Episode, what, 14, I think? I think so. Is that right? They're doing 20 episodes, right? And there's seven left. Right? There's seven left? Yeah, there's seven left. So is that 13 or 14? I think it's 14. Yeah, I'm counting on my fingers. It's 14. (laughs) 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 I'm like, because like... 20 minus 7 is 3, but then they would have already done that. Yeah, anyways, my yeah. brain is just not on yet. That's okay. <laughs> so it's uh, the last interesting fact from this one. It says the revelation that Sam has no soul was originally written as the end of the previous episode. So that would have been oh, okay. like when um, during the truth or during the, the truth goddess or whatever, Veritas. Oh, Yeah. My guess mm-hmm. is that they probably would have, like, had her, instead of, like, you know, how the alpha vamp this time was, like, you don't have a soul. It probably would have been her being, like, you don't have a soul. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. They didn't even have to have Cass, you know, like, put his hand in and feel around <laughs> for a soul. <laughs> Sorry. Go fishing. <laughs> Go fishing. Because <laughs> they could have just waited for the alpha vamp to be, like, you're soulless, boy. Or cast butt. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He gets, as I say, he gets the short end of the stick, but that might be a little bit too. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so um, we were, so for our, um, our research for this week, we were thinking of trying to find like if there was like what would be the closest, or we were thinking, we did, we were looking about like what would be the closest thing to someone with no soul because you know lack of like empathy and all that sort of stuff so we found some uh fun research on the difference between sociopaths and psychopaths (laughs) yes very informative you know like sometimes they seem like they have no soul because they have no sense of moral compass. So that's right. there's that. Like, not saying they're all horrible people, but chances of them being a horrible person is a lot higher than a normal person. So That's right. You know, whatever. Um, so this is off of verywellmind.com. Um, it says, sociopath is a term people use often arbitrarily to describe someone who is apparently without conscience. Um, in most cases, it's a description blithely tossed out to label a person as be- being either hateful or hate-worthy. Uh, the same applies to the term psychopath, uh, to which many people suggest a sociopath who is simply more, to which many people suggest a sociopath who is simply more dangerous, like a mass murderer. Um, that sentence, did that sentence make sense? Yeah, it did. Okay, when I was reading it, it just like didn't compute in my brain, so we're fine. Okay, it was a little weird, but it but it was yeah. It was a little weird, but it made sense. Um, from a clinical perspective, um, people who are sociopathic or psychopathic are those who exhibit the characteristics of antisocial personality disorder or APD, um, typified by the pervasive disregard of the rights and or feelings of others. Uh, sociopathy and psychopathy are considered to be two types of APD. Um, while the terms sociopath and psychopath are often used interchangeably, each has its own clear lines of distinction that can be broadly described. Um, so the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath, um, while psychopaths are classified as people with little or no conscience, um, sociopaths do have a limited, albeit weak, ability to feel empathy and remorse. 
Um, psychopaths can and do follow social conventions when it suits their needs. Uh, sociopaths are more likely to fly off the handle and react violently whenever they're confronted by the consequences of their actions. So psychopaths, like, whether it's their emotions or somebody else's emotions, they just don't tap into it, where sociopaths, like, feel anger, and they can feel some empathy mm -hmm. and remorse, but it usually doesn't, like, keep them from doing anything. Got it. Okay. Um, so it says a sociopath, um, they make it clear that they do not care how other feel, how others feel. Um, they behave in hot headed and impulsive ways. They're prone to fits of anger and rage. Um, they recognize what they're doing, but they rationalize their behavior. So they're like, Oh, I know that I'm being horrible, but this is why, you know, and this is yeah. what, you know, like, Oh my gosh. Do I know people? <laughs> Mostly person, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says they cannot maintain a regular work and family life. Um, and they can form emotional attachments, but it's difficult. Okay. Um, so a psychopath, they pretend to care. They display cold-hearted behavior. Um, they fail to recognize other people's distress. Um, they have relationships that are shallow and fake. Uh, they maintain a normal life as a cover for a criminal activity. Um, they fail to form genuine emotional attachments and, but they may love people in their own way. And usually I think it was a different, um, article that I was reading. So they can like, they love people if it like benefits them. I see. Okay. You know, they're like, if like. I, they care about the things that will help them, but they generally don't like love them. It's like, Hey, I like what this is doing for me. So I'm going to, you know, pretend that I love you or whatever. So that way I can get something out of it, but it's not because they actually love the person or whatever. It's because, especially in like relationships, it's just like, Hey, you can do this for me. So I'm going to pretend that I love you. So I keep getting those benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, so it says, William H.J. Martins argues in his infamous article, The Hidden, Hidden Suffering of the Psychopath, that psychopaths do at times suffer from emotional pain and loneliness. Um, most have led hurt-filled lives and have an inability to trust people, but like every human being on the planet, they too want to be loved and accepted. Um, however, their own behavior makes this extremely difficult, if not impossible, and most are aware of this. Um, some feel saddened by the actions they are unable to control because they know it isolates them from others even more. Um, so it says, while it's common to think of sociopaths and psychopaths as being inherently dangerous, this is a more, this is more of a construct of a TV drama than a true reflection of the disorder. Um, violence, while certainly possible, is not an inherent characteristic, uh, inherent characteristic of either sociopathy or psychopathy. Okay. Um, it says, with that being said, people with APD will often go to extraordinary lengths to manipulate others, whether it be to charm, disarm, or frighten them in order to get what they want. Mm -hmm. um, when psychopaths do become violent, as in the case of Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, they're just as likely to hurt themselves as others. Hmm. Um, it says, there are some who say that sociopaths are made and psychopaths are born, um, but this characterization may be far too broad. Um, 
while it is true that the, that the psychopathy is believed to have genetic components, um, perhaps caused by the underdevelopment of parts of the brain that regulate emotion and impulsiveness, um, there are clearly other factors that contribute to the behavioral disorder. Um, a well-regarded study into psychopathy suggests that psychopaths often have a history of an unstable family life and or were raised in poorer neighborhoods prone to violence. Um, many have had parents who were substance abusers and who failed to provide parental guidance or attention. Um, this typically translates to unstable and failed relationships in adulthood and a fixated sense that you've been robbed of opportunities and advantages afforded to everyone else. Uh, sociopathy also tends to be associated with harmful childhood experiences, including sexual abuse, physical violence, or parental instability. <clears throat> My voice is going all funny. Um, it says sociopaths have a conscious, albeit a weak one, and will often justify something they know to be wrong. Um, by contrast, psychopaths will believe that their actions are justified and feel no remorse for any harm done. Okay. Um, this different Appreciation um, may suggest that nature plays more of a role in the creation of a psychopath than a sociopath. Um, this is supported in part by a 2014 review of studies in which as many as a third of people diagnosed with sociopathy essentially give up their antisocial behavior in later life and, developed well, and develop well-adjusted relationships. Hmm. Um, it says the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM, classifies APD by a range of personality and behavioral traits um, that describe how a person, person functions, how he or she relates to others, and how those beliefs express themselves by actions. Um, it says self-functioning characteristics are those that reflect what a person is like and how that person views his or her actions or goals. In order to be diagnosed with APD, you must exhibit all of the following characteristics. Um, attaining self-esteem from power, personal gain, or pleasure, um, egocentricity or self-centeredness, um, and setting goals based on personal gratification with little regard to laws or ethics. Okay. Um, it says interpersonal characteristics are those that describe how a person interacts with others in general. Um, you must also exhibit these traits to be diagnosed with APD. Um, a lack of empathy for other people's suffering or hurt or when confronted with the hurt or anger of people they have manipulated. So when they're confronted with it or they just you know see it in general, they're just like, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, the inability to have a truly mutually emotionally intimate relationship because of the instinct to control um, by dominance or intimidation, coerce, or deceive. Um, that sentence didn't totally make a whole lot of sense. Oh, never mind, it did. No, I'm just, okay, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> like, I read it and then I was like, kind of like in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, so it says behavioral characteristics complete the clinical diagnosis by describing the route a person will take to either control, coerce, or deceive, such as a strong tendency to disregard commitments, promises, and agreements, including financial ones, um, difficulty in making plans, preferring to believe that you're able to nimbly navigate problems as they appear, um, it is not uncommon for someone with APD to be in repeated fights or assaults, um, Lying as a means to gain social entry or advantage, such as proclaiming yourself a decorated war hero when you've never served. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, making decisions on the spur of the moment with little regard to consequence if an immediate goal is to be achieved. 
Um, persistent anger or irritability, even over small things, as well as mean, spiteful behavior. Um, reacting with callousness, aggression, remorselessness, or even sadism when confronted by the fallout of your actions. Uh, Risk-taking, becoming easily bored, and an ability to ignore personal boundaries and justify even the most outrageous of actions. Um, it says the emotional manipulation of others, for example, pretending to be interested in someone simply to achieve a goal. Mm. So that's, you know, oh, there's a, <laughs> there's an article down here is how to spot a narcissistic sociopath. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I feel like, okay, are all sociopaths narcissistic? Or is it just saying some narcissists can also be sociopaths? <laughs> I think that's what it's saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think that if you're a sociopath, you're pretty narcissistic. Yeah. Because you only care about yourself. You know, right. like you can care about other people, but it's not likely. So if you hear like digging around over here, Steve's in the litter box. <laughs> playing okay. in the sand. So <laughs> Okay. But anyways, yeah. So that is our um our research. Interesting. I definitely I know someone who falls into the psychopath category. I definitely know. I'm not sure if this person would be considered a psychopath or a sociopath. I'm going with probably a sociopath because there have been, you know, instances where emotions can happen. Yeah. But usually not, you know, and it's usually like, yeah. well, I can do these things and I don't care if it hurts somebody else. I'm going to do the thing because this is what I want to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this person I know is, like, so manipulative and charming as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, you would not believe how charming this person was. It was crazy. Yeah. And yep. you would, and so fun, a fun person to be around. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. The, the one that, uh, that I know is definitely, you know, was oh, kind of fun at first and then turned into an awful person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Given time, it just got worse and worse. But anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was your um, idiot or ass moment from this week? Okay. Um, well, we went to Walgreens. Eric and Killian and I went to Walgreens to pick up some um, medications. And we were like, hey, let's get our flu shots. Mm -hmm. So um, Killian was not expecting this and hates to get shots. <laughs> hates it, hates it. You know, he really scares him. He cries a lot. Um, so he was right away, you know, kind of started crying, but not as much as he normally does. Well, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't have time to think about it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was like, he didn't have as, as much time to like get worked up about it. So, yeah. um, anyway, so Killian went first and, um, we all had our masks on, of course. Mm -hmm. And, um, the pharmacist, you know, Eric had to like sit down on a chair and hold Killian on his lap and kind of restrain him a little bit so he didn't wiggle. And he got it done and it was fine. And he only cried a little bit. And I was actually very proud of him because, you know, it was like the least amount of crying and whimpering and <laughs> the you know, least amount just, of drama. <laughs> yeah, the least amount of drama that's ever happened around a shot. So <laughs> I think he's getting better. Yeah. So, anyways, and then Eric went and then I went and I was sitting in the chair waiting for it. And I'm looking at Eric and I realize like, oh my God, this is going to hurt. I'm, I'm afraid. And I, my, my eyes get all big and I look at Eric and I'm trying to convey to him through with my eyes, like, 
I'm freaking I'm, out right now. I'm freaking out right now. And he he stares at me and his eyes get all narrow and he just like slowly shakes his head at me. <laughs> it's like, oh gosh. Like, no, like, no, like you better keep it together for Killian. <laughs> yeah. You better keep your shit together. Or else Killian will never get a shot again. You know? I know. Because <laughs> he's going to be in another state by the time you tell him. Yeah. So. But I just, I didn't realize that I was going to react that way. And all of a sudden I was like, oh no, I'm about to freak out. And I was like, my eyes got all big. And I was like, just like staring at Eric, like trying to communicate <laughs> with him, like, like, help me, help me, help me. And he was just like, he was like, you keep your shit together. <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. But anyways, it turned out fine. It barely hurt. So I just have like no tolerance for pain. Like, yeah, I hate it. So anyways, that's, that was my, my idiot moment. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind. Sh- I mean, I don't like shots. When I was a kid, I was the kid that would, like, literally hide myself under a chair and not, like, it would take them so long to, like, pull me out from the chair, pin me down, give me the shot. You know, it was, like, a full-on, like, struggle, you know? But now, I just, as long as I don't look at it, I'm fine. Like, if I look at it when it's in my arm or as it's going into my arm, I'll pass out. Yeah. But if I just, like, look away and I don't look at it and I just, like, focus on keeping my arm relaxed so it doesn't hurt even more, yeah, then I'm fine. But I definitely kind of get a little, like, about it. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't know. I'm not, like, necessarily afraid of it anymore, mostly because I've had to have enough blood draws and shots at this point that I'm just kind of like, well, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, but. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Yeah. But, but it's, but I acknowledge that it hardly hurts. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's just like, it's more of the anticipation for me. Yeah. Just being an anxious person in general, you know? Yeah. So anyway, what was your idiot or aspa moment? (laughs) So mine at, so at work, you know, I, I'm a massage therapist and there's a lot of cleaning that has to be done in between every client now. I mean, not that there isn't a ton that we had to do before. Like it really didn't change much, but yeah. it just takes longer now because you have to be like super meticulous, like wiping down the light switches and stuff, which we didn't necessarily have to do before, you know, yeah. like, and just stuff like that. But, um, so the face cradle on the massage table, it's got like a little lever that you like, you loosen it up and you can move the face, like the headrest around. And then you, um, put it back down and mm-hmm. excuse you, Steve. He's playing with my blinds. He better not knock that down. Listen, <laughs> I look over and he's in the window, like about to take a chunk out of one of the blinds. Anyways, oh my God. Um, yeah. And so like I lift up the thing and I was kind of in a hurry because my last client took forever to get out of the room and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, I lift it up and I put the thing down and like, thank goodness I was wearing gloves but I pinched my finger really hard in mm. the, the little lever thing. Yeah. And then I pull my finger out cause I'm like, ow, you know, <laughs> and I'm wearing gloves. So I don't necessarily notice anything at the time. So I just like keep going and cleaning, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I go into the break room to take off my gloves, change my scrub top, all that sort of stuff. I pull off my glove and my whole finger is bloody. Like oh, no. I ripped this sucker open. Like you could probably kind of see it. Oh yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I've been having to like super glue my finger together. So then that way it doesn't like keep coming open. Yeah. Um, Oh geez. But yeah, it's, it's quite the thing. So it's all sorts of fun. So I, yeah, that, that little lever thing was an ass button bit my finger. 
Yeah, that looks painful. And it makes oh. it a little hard to work for sure. Oh, I bet. But um, yeah. So it's it's a whole thing. But that that's my that's my moment is, you know, headrest bit me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.